the residual side effects of the pandemic, you know, not only financially, emotionally, mentally, like this is this is not something that, you know, we're just going to get over in a couple of months. Like this is a, a lifelong thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of feelings that are wrapped up in in closing in closing the space and just like general life change since since all of this has happened. You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hey guys, welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. Today, I am sitting down to talk with Rachel Kelly from Make Lemonade and the Get Done community. And I'm really excited to bring you this conversation. Like so many entrepreneurs and small business owners in Canada, the pandemic through a massive wrench in their plans, in their financial security, and in their life. And Rachel and I are going to talk about everything that COVID brought her. She operated a very successful co-working space in downtown Toronto pre-pandemic, and she, with so much grace, pivoted during this uncertain time. We're going to talk all about it, but I want to make sure that you guys understand what you can expect from Rachel and how to follow her and stay connected with her. She has a really unique, I think, and very engaging and valuable newsletter. And so I want to make sure that you knew that so that you could sign up for it at makelemonade.ca. She's all about busting myths of entrepreneurship and making feel people feel more connected. So if you want to have more fun in your business and you want to see amazing growth, both personally and professionally, I really recommend connecting with her. She has also built this very supportive and zesty business community online. And there's lots of ways that you can get involved with that. And in the last little while, Rachel has given her self permission to lean into something that she's really passionate about that was completely unexpected. And that is she's gone back to school and she's going to become a florist. And so if you want to get in on some of her first flower drops, you're going to want to go to makelemonade.ca and check out all the details. I'm really excited that she was able to sit down with us and and chat. And I'm glad that you guys get to listen in. So please, please tag Rachel and myself anywhere you're listening from. Share with us what you loved about the episode. Share it with a friend, another biz bestie, and leave us a review if you have a moment so that other people can find the podcast and get great value from it as well. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation. I have followed you for so long. I have like, you know, I diligently read the newsletters and I can't say that about many companies' newsletters, but I love yours. I love your recommendations. I'm always like clicking on links to see what you're recommending. And and I never made it to the co-working space, 
But I like feel like I just was so immersed in like online with all the entrepreneurs that were that were you know using this space and stuff that I don't know why I just felt like I already knew you. You have one of those personalities, but this is our first real conversation in real life. Well, it's so funny how like internet, there's so many like internet connections. And then when you finally talk in real life, you're like, well, I already know your whole life story. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes people even know my kids' names. They're like, oh, it's Stella. And I'm like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> She's like wide eyed, like what? How do we know this person? Okay, so uh, we want to hear the whole story. We want to hear all about Make Lemonade because I know there's going to be listeners here that haven't followed your journey as closely as I have. So can we start there and tell us about all the things that you have been up to? Yeah, okay, just all the things. I guess we should actually kind of flash backwards a little bit in time to around, it was like October of 2016. Up until that point, I've always pretty much always had gig work. I've never like worked full time for a company. I've never had a salary. I've just always kind of like figure figured it out. I did a lot of freelancing work and I just kind of always found myself falling into these positions. And a lot of kind of what was happening with that kind of work is that I was constantly, it was just me and my laptop at home alone or in cafes. And I just remember thinking one too many times, like I can't keep, like if this is supposed to be it, I can't, I can't keep living like this. I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be fulfilled. Even though I kind of had autonomy over my own schedule, it just wasn't, it wasn't really working for me. So one of my contracts actually offered me a full-time position. It was going to be my first salary. It was like, okay, this is, this is it. These are all the things that, that kind of make sense for me for right now. There was kind of like a bigger question in the back of my head of being like, you know, like we got to really figure out like what it is that makes you tick. But like this job opportunity was like, well, the money sounds really nice. And like, just like some stability and just like some concrete, like this is the direction to move in for right now felt really good. So I actually ended up canceling all of my gig contracts and was like, I'm going full time with this company signed the contract, ready to go and everything. And a day before I started working for them, they were like, actually, never mind. We'd like you to continue freelancing. We've restructured a few things, blah, blah. So I was 25 at the time. And this was kind of like the record rip in my life at that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? This kind of like really, really has put a wrench in everything. And I spent about a week being better. And then I was just like, well, you know what, Rachel, life is handing you a lemon. Let's make lemonade out of the situation instead. And I kind of like went back into like the note, the notes folder in my brain. And I remember for so long, just thinking about this idea I had for creating some type of co-working space. And, and I remember really thinking to myself, you know, like, I've always wanted to create a business for myself. I've always really wanted to truly work for myself and not be really contracted by other people. Why is, why isn't now a, a better time than some other time to start going after that? So what I did is I continued freelancing for this company just so I could, you know, pay my bills. And then I started going full steam ahead of creating a co-working space. And the, one of the very first things I did was start an Instagram account. I called it Make Lemonade. And I just started posting ideas of it would like almost like a virtual Pinterest board, but like live. I wanted the community to kind of just see what was going on. And I made sure not to tell any of my friends what I was doing, partially because I was just a little bit afraid and embarrassed of what people would think. But then I also was like, well, if people like it, I don't want them to like it because they like me. 
I want the idea. And Instagram for me, it was just like, this feels so safe. Like there's no, there's no real commitment here. I'm just posting pretty pictures while I'm kind of doing my research and figuring myself out. And so then about a year, a year, a whole year later goes by and I open the physical co-working mm-hmm. doors. A lot of blood, sweat and tears kind of went into that, that full year of 2016 in the summer of 2017, you know, between finding the, the working with a real estate agent, finding the space, renovating it, figuring out the marketing, building the website, like all of that was really just like me and, you know, the helping hands of some contractors and whatnot to make this make this happen. So open the co-working space in September of 2017. And maybe we should pause there and you can ask me some questions. Wow. Oh, I love that. Okay. You were really young. You were so young. This is okay. You absolutely like hit on something that I experienced in like I don't know. It felt like less than a year before the pandemic hit when I was an entrepreneur and I wasn't working in corporate anymore. And I was, I needed a space, like I needed connection with people and need to get out, you know, out from behind my laptop. And then I kind of felt like I was running from event to event to give myself that. So I can see how like it's, you know, a consistent, like beautiful space to work in would meet the needs of so many entrepreneurs that are like lacking that connection. So I get that. Okay. So tell us you, you launch September 2017, this beautiful space. And then what? To touch on the space, like I made the space especially beautiful because I wanted to kind of combine the beautiful cafes that I had seen in Toronto and beyond, but then combine it with the practicalities of a co-working space too. And I wanted to, like, I love, I love my apartment and how beautiful it is, but I'm like, I can't work here every single day. And the irony is not lost on me now. Okay. You guys cannot see Rachel's apartment, but I can see a tiny little window of it behind her and it is beautiful. I have a plain white wall behind me and she has multiple pieces of artwork she's painted the ceiling it's colorful there's beautiful plants it's gorgeous <laughs> you know, thank you and so yeah so i wanted to create this beautiful office space that everyone could come in and enjoy and feel inspired by being there and i also felt like you know of all the co-working spaces in the city can i what else can i do to put the odds on my side that people want to come here and one of them is like creating a beautiful welcoming space. So yeah, so the space opened in 27, September of 2017 was kind of just like, you know, building a, what is it like? You push like a snowball, like up the hill, like it's just getting bigger and bigger, but it just like, you feel like you're just like pushing, pushing, pushing all the highs, the lows, some really cool things happen, like getting featured in Forbes. I actually turned out an acquisition deal within like the first six months of it opening. I got flown out to California to have lunch with Cheryl Sandberg, the CEO of Facebook. Like, oh my gosh. Partnered with Bumble. Just some really wild, like unimaginable things, especially for like a co-working space to run by some young 20 something. Really just making all of this up. So every, really, it's just like the snowball is just like getting bigger and bigger, but I'm still pushing up, up, up. And in January and February of 2020, I finally was like, cool. Things feel really awesome. And I remember coming into the office and just being like, wow, this is this is what I imagine. And this is like, you know, mind you, these are a couple years since like I've actually opened the space and I'm looking around like our finances are the best they've ever been. It's just like, cool. Life is good. I'm so proud of myself. Like, this is awesome. And then March 2020 happens. And honestly, like I remember within a week, it was International Women's Day. And then a week later, 
we closed the office. And in that whole week, it just started getting quieter, quieter and quieter in the space. And I was like, something's, something is, something's a stir. Something's going to change. And yeah, so it was that Monday. I think it was like March 14th or March 15th, 2020 with my team member at the time, Ashley and I, we just kind of brainstormed. Well, we closed the space. We said, Hey, you know, we're not open today. We'll, we'll figure it out kind of thing. And we made an action plan for two weeks, figuring, right. Right. You know, just like everybody else. And we, I'm so proud of us because we were very quick and the, like we started thinking right away. Well, what do people need right now? What do our members need? What can, what, you know, we really started to think of like, what is that make lemonade magic that happens? Like that is, that is beyond the physical space. And we're like, okay, well, we, you know, we help make people's work days brighter. We bring sunshine to their work day. So we kind of created a little like offshoot of our regular newsletter called a slice of sunshine and anybody could sign up and it was like a daily newsletter and it was just like fun memes we saw and then we just started this free virtual co-working thing where we said hey join us on zoom and we're gonna work together or we're gonna brainstorm or whatever like we were just flying by the seat of our pants just making things up but really for us like we had absolutely zero revenue at this time so our most important thing was making sure that our community could still stay together so then when we got our act together we could be like, okay, cool. Like, let's do this. Like, let's, let's continue going sort of thing. So that's March, 2020. Oh my gosh. I want to like scream in frustration for you. Like, I know none of us saw, saw it coming, but I'm just like, ah, oh. and I, you know, <laughs> in a very different way. I feel you on like January, 2020 was like, I actually felt like a rhythm in my business too. And by March, two different events that I was going to help market in 2020 were canceled, the contracts were gone. And it was just like, it was so fast, right? It was so quick. I remember going live. I should go back and look at it. It probably probably bring me to tears. But I remember going live right at the beginning, like when they announced the schools were closed and being like, this is significant. Like, this is a really big deal. I hope everyone's doing okay. Like, you know, and I got like all these text messages from friends that were like, Kirsty, it's cool. It's just three weeks. Like you you got this. Like, and everybody, like there was not a single person that was like, actually there was one person in my DMs, but otherwise there was, everybody was like, oh my gosh, this is, you're making such a big deal about this. And I wish I could see all those messages now. <laughs> but that there was that one person was like, Kirsty, I feel you. And it's really good. You're like embracing how you feel right now because it is big. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you immediately, like, there's no revenue. And you are still pouring into your community and like serving them. And it's all free content that you're creating. And you're thinking the whole time you're doing it, like I'm keeping everyone engaged because we're all going to be back. And yeah, yeah. exactly. And I'm just I'm like, well, let's just build our email list. Like what what's kind of in our control, at least in these first two weeks, like let's build our list. Let's just keep it engaged, like that kind of thing. Then, of course, we learn, OK, this is going on a little longer than two weeks. So we launched something. It was actually an in-person experience that we had run in January called the January Challenge. And we were going to relaunch it again in March, like that that week after as an in-person thing called the four-week challenge. And we were like, you know what? Why don't we just make this a virtual thing? We we literally just made it up and turned the four-week challenge into a thing. The four-week challenge ended up being a huge success. We had 40 spots for our first round. And it was like, we're going to co-work together for four weeks. We have this whole schedule. We've got a workbook. Like 
I, I'm amazed by how quickly we pull all this together. But that's also something I really know is like one of my special skills is like I work the best under pressure, the best under just like like a lot of like this like really get done energy. Like this is the only tunnel vision thing I can see. And so, yeah, so we created this four week challenge. It went so, so well that then we actually ended up launching it a second time around. We ended up doing, we did like the first three weeks and then the fourth week, but then the the final fourth week was the beginning of the next fourth week. And a lot of people who had done the first four week signed up for the second four week. So it was just like, okay, there's really, really something here. And so by the end of the second round, I was, I was telling Ashley, I was like, we really have something here. And obviously this pandemic is like, it's still going on. We don't really know what's happening. So I think, I think we should create a membership out of this. And we called it the virtual membership, which is now called the Get Done Club. And it was kind of just like a hybrid of the, the four week challenge, co-working, brainstorming, community networking. Again, like this is all just like made up, but which at the end of the day, anything is, right? Yeah. You like, saw a need, right? You saw a need and like there was, there was like interest in it. So you ran with it. I love that. Mm-hmm. And so then, yeah, we continued with the, the Get Done Club. So we launched that in, that ended up being May of 2020 that we were like, okay, cool. We're launching a virtual thing. I don't even remember. Oh no, I think it was in June of 2020 that then we were like, okay, we're allowed to open the space again too. So. We opened the office space. I should also share that during this time, I live in Toronto. I've lived on my own for a very long time. But, you know, with the pandemic and everything, I was like, I think I'm going to go stay with my parents, too. So I was also like doing all of this out of my childhood bedroom, which also just like made made for this, this just like extra cherry on top kind of thing. Yeah. And so, yeah. So then we opened the space and basically for a year and a half or if not longer, maybe a year and nine months, we ended up doing both the virtual membership and running the co-working space too. And, and really it was, it was, it was very, very hard. There was like a push into pulp. We're living in pandemic times where it's like, join us online, but come, if you feel safe, come join us in the co-working space too. And it was just like, oh, this like yin and yang. Like it just, it was really it was really hard to find the balance. And especially since everything always felt like compared to, compared to all of the the years prior of what the space was like. And it just, there was like this empty void. It just wasn't really feeling great. And, and not to, and I don't want to diminish all of the wonderful experiences that we had kind of like in pandemic world of the physical space, but it was just really hard to be running both things at the same time. They both require a lot of, you know, very physical, present energy required from myself or anybody who was facilitating the calls or running the space. It was just a lot. And, you know, not to mention, you know, like running a co-working space is a lot of money. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of money in rent, in, you know, just your general operating expenses. And when capacity could just couldn't be the same as what it was prior to pandemic. It just really was like, as time went on, it's like, this is just making less and less sense. And so it was, I think in the March of 2021, yeah, maybe around this time last year, a little bit earlier, I really, I really was like looking at our numbers and was like, what am I going to do? What makes sense here? And as sad as it was to kind of have the realization, it was just like, I think this is, I like, this is what makes sense. And so then 
I ended up working with an agent to help me find a subtenant. Mind you, I can't talk about any of this publicly at the time either. Running this co-working space and then also being like, yeah, but it's going to go. Like it's, it's getting rid of it. And anyway, so then in September of or last day of August of 2021, we officially closed the doors to the co-working space. A subtenant took over. Now they're like taking over. They're, they're there with the lease now. And now Make Lemonade is a fully virtual company. Wow. Okay. You have such a positive attitude about all of this. And also I'm feeling like there'd be a, so much grief in like everything that you built, then coming back and then feeling like you said that void. And also grief and just yeah, you didn't ever see this happening, like that something you built would have to be closed. So tell tell us, was there lessons in this? Was there like some nugget of like... Yeah. Well, it's interesting you talk about grief in that way because I, I should kind of preface that at the beginning of 2020, I ended a long-term relationship. And I actually remember thinking like a couple months in, being like, wow, I'm really glad with the timing that that ended because then we didn't have to be like, you know isolating together that would have been even worse kind of speaking of like momentum and like just survival because that's really what this pandemic has been all about is like just how do I survive it took me a solid six months after the pandemic had started to be like oh my gosh like a big part of my life had just ended that kind of lesson or that pattern repeated itself again once I closed the physical doors so it wasn't until you know beginning of September of 2021 when the doors actually closed But there had been so much momentum and everything had changed since then. So it wasn't until like maybe December or January of 20, you know, December 2021, January 2022, that I really was like, oh, my gosh, my life has changed so much. And it's kind of only really now that I'm like, I work at home all the time, all day long. This is not this like. In a lot of ways, I've, I've lived so much in these past five years because September, this September will be five years since I opened Make Lemonade. And a lot of the ways, even though I've grown so much, I'm like, I feel like I'm in the exact same space as I was right when I began because it's just me, my laptop. The big difference is now I have this huge community. I've got this brand. I've got so much experience behind it, but there's a lot of grief around there. And I, and I really wonder, you know, if this is how I'm feeling right now. I do really think a lot about the other businesses that have closed since then. You know, we hear about the restaurants or, you know, or local laundromat or whatever it may be that closed. And we kind of think, oh, oh, they closed or whatever. But like, you know, nobody actually really understands what the real behind the scenes things are. You know, it's, it's, it's very real. You know, a lot of companies were very fortunate to be able to get some of the government funding, but a lot of them were not that fortunate. Even if you get the government funding, we still have to pay back those loans too. So like this residual side effects of, of the pandemic, you know, not only financially, emotionally, mentally, like this is, this is not something that, you know, we're just going to get over in a couple of months. Like this is a, a lifelong thing. So yeah, there's a lot of feelings that are wrapped up in, in closing, in closing the space and just like general life change since, since all of this has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. So I've been having this conversation with people about how there actually feels like so much pressure right now, even, you know, the pandemic, like lockdown type things have lifted. I'm not going to call the pandemic over, but there is this pressure paying back loans and like and going out and being with people. And like there's all these things that 
you know, social anxieties and pressures and stuff like that that are now like coming back. And everyone's really exhausted. <laughs> like even just the idea of hybrid work and this new world of work and flexibility and remote offices and all this kind of stuff. It sounds really beautiful and looks really great for employers to offer, but like they're offering it to a really exhausted employees, right? That are like, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. It's a really interesting time. And I'm glad that you recognize that because there's grief, there's like financial loss. There's all these things that people are experiencing just because we can all hang out again and like have a barbecue doesn't mean that like all of that is gone. It's just maybe not talked about as much, but okay. I, and so, so if people are listening and they are like drawn to you as I am, how can they work with you now? Because you have like a thriving community online. So tell us about that. Yeah. So a couple things. So you can still join the club. The, the get done club is open for anyone to join. It's really, it's a, an accountability community for entrepreneurs. But there's also people who are in business who just want to be held accountable to the work they're doing too, who can join. It's a beautiful community. So that's like number one. That's the best way to work, work with me and, and see and meet the rest of the community. Number two is I offer something called good advice. It's one on one power hours with me. I have a list of topics that I'm just skilled at and things that I've learned over the past couple of years. You, you know, you sign up and say, Hey, this is what I, I need support with. I do a little bit of my homework ahead of time. And then we make sure that we have an awesome power hour together and kind of get you to a solution by the end of the hour together. And then I should share like my next little, like my next, yeah, with all of this too. So, you know, I, I guess like I should kind of like peel back a bit, like, you know, when we were talking about like the grief and the reflection and this and that. And a big thing that I've really realized and like learned throughout this pandemic is, is it's just like, well, this is just where I'm at right now, but this doesn't mean that this is where I am forever. Actually, my, my partner now, he sends me text messages here and there. And some of them like, oh my gosh, this is a quote. This has got to be framed. And so I have one on my, on my sticky, well, my window right in front of my computer. And it said, and he said to me, we can't predict the future. We can only work with what we've got right now. And that I think is like the hugest overall lesson that I'm like, I have that I've been learning and that's where I'm at right now. And so, yeah, I've just like, I've had a lot of time to reflect, you know, now that the business has scaled back, I'm not in the physical office anymore. We're just doing online stuff and I, I have more time to reflect. And something that I really reflected on and realized is that one of my intentions of opening the co-working space was that I wanted to spend less time in front of a laptop. And the irony is that now all I do is spend time on my laptop and I've really been reflecting, like, how can I get away from that? What else do I love to do? What else am I interested in? And I've always just loved, you know, like creating beautiful spaces. I've been drawn to color and design and whatnot. And and a big thing, like I I love working with entrepreneurs. That's really kind of like what ended up happening when I opened Make Lemonade. But I also really love being able to support the everyday consumer as well, the everyday person who just wants a little bit of a pick me up kind of thing. And so I, I decided to sign up for floristry school. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's like a crazy hard left turn. But at the same time, it also just feels like completely like it makes sense. And this is like the next kind of thing for me. So yeah, so hopefully by the end of or, you know, by fall of 2022, you'll be able to get some some beautiful florals created by me. That's so exciting. I am like cheering here. You guys can't see me, but I the 
I love that. Like I, I love a right turn in career, a story. I actually considered turning the podcast into purely conversations with people that are taking right turns in their career. I love them so much. I love that it's creative and, you know, that it has to do with design and, and I can't wait. I feel like you need a get done club retreat that incorporates flowers and you should come to the county and we should do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, honestly, so, you know, we did some pretty wild things like it during the height of the pandemic too. We did something called Camp Lemonade and it was this virtual retreat day where, and we did it in February and we're like, doesn't feel like summer, but like let's experience a day of summer together. And yes, there's a dream of mine to have some sort of retreat day or something like that too. But you know what? Like, I'll be honest, I'm so tired. I'm so yes. Yes. I love that you own that, like that you're saying that this is so many women are not saying it. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, like I took a I took a two week two week vacation in March, which was like my first true vacation since I started Make Lemonade. Everything else I've always had, like I've, I've brought my laptop. I've just been kind of dialed in still. And it was fantastic. It was it was a time for me to. I was finally able to just like peel back and like really reflect on on what I want to do next sort of thing. But, you know, it's not enough. Right. And and a, a huge thing that I've learned, and I think this is a huge lesson for anybody, too, is it's just like if I'm not excited about it, people are going to be able to feel that, too. And so like as much as I'm like, I would love to do a retreat, that would be so cool. My energy's not there right now. One day yes. I'll, I'd yes. love something like that. But yes. not right now. Maybe we'll do like a, a picnic in in <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> Bring your own snacks. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you think that going on that vacation and allowing yourself to have that rest was what helped you decide about the forestry school or had you already decided? It had been something that I've been percolating for a while. And you know, it's like when you peel back all the layers, you're like, oh, the sides have been here and whatnot. But I think what really, what really the vacation that I took in March allowed me to do was because I had facilitators running all of the Get Done Club calls while I was away. And what that really allowed me to realize was I was like, oh, I don't need to be as hands-on in this as I thought I did. And everything still ran smoothly and beautifully. And that was kind of like the light bulb moment for me. It was like, okay, cool. Like I, I can... I can be able to do, I'm allowed to do other things too. And I think so many of us as entrepreneurs, we just get so stuck into thinking like, well, well, I dug, I dug my, I dug this hole. So we may as well kind of stay, stay in it sort of thing. And it's like, until we kind of just like, I don't know, get catapulted out where we can see something from a different perspective and be like, well, maybe there's a different way that, that this can work too. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you brighten people's day and like whether it's the power hour or the get done club, you're just like this sunshine moment in their day. And so it's so fitting that now you'd be like these beautiful flowers like delivered to them while they're working behind that laptop or something, right? Like it just seems so suitable for you. And I'm really excited for you. I'm really excited for this next chapter and for you to like continue sharing all the amazing stuff that you learn as you go through this next phase. So. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this was such a great chat. I I really loved it. And it's like nice to like say it vocally, like this is the next thing I'm working on. Actually, I should just say my final like thing of like why I'm being so open about the floristry step now in comparison to, you know, when I started Make Lemonade and I didn't know anybody. 
is like one of my biggest lessons or realizations when I was starting Make Lemonade or, you know, maybe a year in, I was like, oh, I wish I told everybody what I was doing because now I'm actually talking to lots of florists and, and, you know, getting the advice like firsthand. Whereas at the beginning, I was like, I'm, I'm too afraid to ask or tell anybody what I'm doing. And I was like, I was, I was late to the gate in building my own community. And now, how can we expect to be experts if we don't ask anybody or don't tell anybody what we're what we're working on? I love that. It's it's like you want to tell people that are going to like encourage you and are going to be supportive. And then sometimes if we think they're not, we hold it close. But I also feel like, yeah, like you said, you're 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 networking already and you're making those connections. But like, yeah, there's something kind of magical about telling somebody what you're up to. And it kind of evolving as you learn and grow and, and share more with, you know, I don't know. I love that. That's a really great reminder. If somebody has something that they're like percolating, like you said, on, <laughs> start to tell people that you trust and, and that are going to be encouraging of your idea, no matter how like seemingly crazy it may be. I, I talk about that in my latest book. I'm like, if it's crazy, but also like feels so right, that's your intuition, man. Listen to that. goes <laughs> through. Like we have those tingles for a reason. And like our little spidey senses are saying like, ooh, this makes me really excited. Let's let's explore that a little bit. And honestly, like, you know, we have this initial idea, but the truth is, it's like that initial idea is not going to be what it ends up being. When, you know, a couple of years down the road, you're going to look back at that idea and be like, oh, that was cute. If we can talk to people and help kind of like get the juices flowing right at the right from the get go, we're going to get to the best possible version of that idea. Yes. Oh, I love that. Amazing. OK, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was so great. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life. <laughs>